You're listening to the Collab Talk podcast, episode 71 of the MVP Buzz Chat series. In this episode, I'm talking with Office Apps and Services MVP Michael Greth. Hey, this is Christian Buckley with another MVP Buzz Chat, and I'm talking today with Michael. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Chris. Hi. It looks Hi. like you have some, you're having some beautiful weather over there. Why don't, why don't you tell everybody who you are, where you are, uh, talk about yeah. that beautiful background. It's yeah, very real. It is beautiful green screen. Uh, no, this beautiful background in Brandenburg. Uh, no, I'm, I'm from Berlin. I'm Microsoft MVP for at least uh, 21 years right now. So it's a long wow. story. Um, yeah. Starting with front page, then SharePoint, now Office 365 apps and services. Um, yeah, and the background is actually there's a, a picture from uh, last weekend where we do a trip outside Berlin in the north. Uh, and yeah, it was beautiful weather. Um, but now, yeah, we're looking into the autumn. I didn't realize that you started your MVP career on front page. Yeah. On front wow. Page. So you were uh, that must have. Uh, well, I think was was uh, was front page ever like. Uh, looked on with without disdain from the <laughs> the developer community. I mean, that was I, the time. Yeah, that yeah. was the time where we were, were a glutton to punishment. So we really liked the, the pain. <laughs> no, it was uh, uh, for me. It was uh, where I started to do some HTML web pages uh, on 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 the internet in in the late 1990s, and um, then they came with this editor. And I actually work with FrontPage um, as it doesn't belong to Microsoft because Microsoft bought it from a company called Vermeer Technologies Industries. And um, yeah, and I found it very easy to, to create web pages with that one. And then Microsoft take it over and um, I started to answer questions in the Usenet use groups on FrontPage. And uh, then somebody from Microsoft was aware of it and sent me an email and said, hey, um, you are so active in the use groups on front page. Uh, we have a program called Microsoft Most Value Professionals. Would you join this program? And this nice little lady was Evelyn Roof, um, the, the former German um, MVP lead. And then I said, yeah, why not? And it's interesting. And so it started um, to be um, an MVP, and then it uh, goes on and on and on and on and on. And, uh, well, as on. I, so, I was a user of Front Page. So, also prior to that, the acquisition, that's when I started doing very simple. You know, came across that I was doing just uh, the, the very simple HTML prior to that, and and thought this is fantastic. I I don't remember like the the path into uh, the the SharePoint world, like how it found its way in and eventually became. SharePoint designer, essentially. Yeah, SharePoint designer. Uh, and actually, I remember in 2004, uh, I think it was, today we have uh, October 11th, right? Uh, yeah. And it, it, I think about October 20 or whatever, there was the first uh, SharePoint event here in Germany organized by Microsoft in Fürstenfeldbruck in an, uh, from, organized from the developers um, from, from uh, Microsoft. And I was on the stage with my Acer, uh, what was it called, uh, TC111. This was a tablet PC, you know, with, with a tablet. Uh, with, with, we can write with a pen on it. It was just a small device. 
And on that was running my SharePoint and my, I think it was front page uh, or SharePoint designer. I'm not very sure about it. And I demoed uh, how to customize the SharePoint list with that one. Wow. I mean, it, this was very crazy. That's I remember photo. you and I had that conversation where we were trying to remember when the first European SharePoint conference, you know, there was that. So the community did a couple events yeah, prior yeah. to the official event. Yeah, we do a lot of events, but but 2004, I think it was the the first one um, that Microsoft developer uh, evangelist here in Germany started to do that. And um, yeah, it was it's funny to see. I still have two or three photos of that man. It's it's, it's very um, interesting to see how the, it, it everything runs on these small devices with pen and uh, um, stuff. Uh, yeah, so many technologies were already invented, but never really used. <laughs> yeah, well, well it's, it, you look at that, a lot of the, uh, you know, the, the pen-based devices that you know, came out in the, the 90s as, as well. Yeah. I mean, Microsoft was actually pretty advanced uh, with mobile devices and other things that just, they, they didn't get it right. And from a marketing standpoint, certainly didn't and then let others kind of catch yeah. up and pass them. But do you, do you remember the Sharp Zauros? It was a very small device uh, with this, it was a unique uh, operating system, but it has also a pen where you can uh, paint on the on the screen there. It was a very small device, crude, crude stuff. Wow. Um, no, I, I don't have that in my collection. I have, I think I have right here. I have, besides, I have my multiple Zooms. Um, <laughs> I have uh, my, my multiple Kin devices as well. Yeah. You know, so I still have one one pocket PC. Uh, when I start this pocket PC, yeah, once once a year I opened it, uh, put it, plug it into, it, started it, and see how it's still living. And yeah, it's still living. And it always starts with the the um, the blank operating system. Yeah. And it starts with September third, two thousand and one. Wow. This is the day. <laughs> well, I, so I still have. Uh, so I have a. You know, an old, I don't even remember what year it was, um, the old Palm Pilot. I just found a docking station for it last night, was going through a box in my closet looking for cables and came yeah. like, whoa, hey, where is this thing? I know I still have the Palm Pilot. I've seen it elsewhere. But now that I found the docking station, I might need to go and just have it on, you know, sitting on the desk in a video yeah. or something, you know. Yeah, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's interesting. Well, we're, we're talking here before we start recording about, um, obviously, we have with Ignite coming up, uh, and, and it's always, you always have to be careful in these kind of recordings. There's a lot of announcements that are coming out, certain things that we can as, as MVPs talk about and not talk about. But one thing that I thought um, would be a great discussion point was uh, the convergence of the various technologies. So of SharePoint with Teams with stream on the video mm -hmm. side, with Yammer and other capabilities is becoming more and more the story. And, and one thing that I will, will say, um, Dan Holm has, uh, with Microsoft, has talked about this a couple times now uh, about wanting to move away from that, the, the question that's been out there for years of which tool, when, and it's, and Microsoft has been saying, look, that's, that, it's not a, a you know, it's, it's more, that's more of a, you know, head to head. It's this, mm -hmm. it's not this competitive look at it. It's more of what do you need? What's the right solution for your, your customers, uh, for your internal team. And in all likelihood, it's a combination. It's working across those, those tools and understanding how they work together, I think is going to be key. We're mm -hmm. going to, we're, we're going to hear a lot of announcements. I think that have to do with more of this 
integrated view of of the of the suite and it's not just office 365 there's also a discussion of how we're we're seeing uh, the the branding of office 365 kind of fade away and microsoft 365 being more the focus which makes sense because if you're talking about an integrated solution it also includes includes window and your mobile and the security and uh you know compliance across all these various devices and 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 platforms so I, yeah, I don't know if your thoughts on when, yeah yeah when you look back at uh, how how it was in, in in maybe 10 years ago how how complicated it was to implement some kind of right management or whatever uh, to host these servers for rights management and today if you're on office 365 you just uh, switch the the, 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 the switch on and now you you have completely right protections on your uh, on your documents and you can really go you can share the documents and still have control over how people can use documents and uh, so it, it's very um, it, it's absolutely cool to see how the cloud has um, make all these technologies um, available just um, one mouse click away so it, it's really cool to see that uh, as you talked about Microsoft 365 on the other hand of course, it's always overwhelming how many tools we have and how many ta- uh, um, how many tools you can use to solve one task. And the question is, oh, what's the best task for it? Um, and you all mentioned Teams and, and Yammer. So this is a discussion we are, um, I think, uh, with customers and whatever, talking about years uh, for years right now. Um, why have Microsoft has two different tools for, for this kind of social, like uh, Teams and, and Yammer? There was Yammer, and Yammer was bought just in the moment when we started to have social stuff in, in SharePoint, and then we have to kill, uh, kill the SharePoint stuff there, and now and then we have Yammer, and when people just get a little bit familiar with Yammer, then suddenly there was Teams, and it was playing in the same field. Um, but now, uh, and, and for me, I, when I first uh, saw Yammer, I was really impressed how, how about the platform uh, for itself. And when Microsoft bought it, I say, well, that's a good idea to buy this because at the same time, we were looking at the, the IBM stuff on connections, which has a really cool platform for social. Um, and I think, well, Microsoft, when they bought uh, Yammer, it was great, uh, a great acquisition, but it was not really integrated. And this took some time to, to integrate it. Uh, but now within the last uh, maybe one, one and a half years, uh, when Microsoft started to uh, make Yammer better to integrate it with better web parts and um, had this this story about this leadership engagement, what I really find very very appealing. Uh, where you have um, CEOs communicating with your company, um, they're setting up a Microsoft uh, Stream for doing making me an Ask Me Anything or a town hall meeting. And you have the SharePoint side where you can. Uh, put the player in and underneath you can start your Yammer channel where you get all these interactive questions and can collect the question before this before the town hall meeting is there and then answer it meanwhile and said well yes this makes really sense um, uh, where, where Yammer comes into the um, uh, into really um, good usage and on the other hand um, Teams I think Teams is not meant or not made for large communications with large audiences. It's a place where you can do um, all your teamwork in projects in smaller groups where you, I, I, and lately I, I read something that says 
Teams is where you need, where you know all the people you are communicating, uh, communicating, and the size should be as large. You can um, serve them two pizzas, and when everything gets fine, then it's it's a good group for for, for a teams group. Uh, and um, Yammer is more to talk to people you not know, but you know they are in the company, and you share your your knowledge with them and communicate through um, all the uh, the company. Well, the, it, I think that the there's a couple things. I think there's the I, <coughs> not to overly simplify, um, but you have kind of three levels of of productivity and collaboration. I mean, the one there's productivity and and uh, you know at the individual level, like you you need to be productive. You need yeah. to be able to organize yourself. You need to know how you're using your time. Microsoft is doing a lot around the like the my analytics and and to help you to be more insightful at the way that you're working, how you're spending your time, how you can be more efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the automation at that that individual level. The next is at that team level. So it's just as you described. Like it's like we're trying to solve this project. It's not going to be a hundred people out there in this broader community. It's the project team. It's the five of us that are working to solve this over the next 10 days. That is more of a, that team scope. And, and so looking at, from, go from individual to that team level. And then beyond that is, that, okay, our team, our manager, we share the same manager. We're working on these projects to that organizational collaboration where we need to be working with every other project team across our 100,000 person our 5,000 person organization, it's going to be broader, it's going to be different. And so Microsoft is starting to look at that, it seems to me, that Mm -hmm. individual personal view of the world, that team-based view of the world, and then differentiating from that is that company-wide, that that global view. And in some, so looking at those things, can you use Teams in both the team-based and global, yes, but it's the better mm-hmm. fit here. Yeah. Yammer, can it be used at this level? Yes, but it's the better fit here at the global level. And then, of course, SharePoint, while it's a backbone across all of those things and has those experiences, the internet portion mm-hmm. here, the team site portion, which is more here, <laughs> and then your my recent files, your like all the things that you're doing that are the OneDrive and SharePoint list library mm-hmm. level here. Um, yeah, and I think Yammer. Uh, what I really my my experience from learnings here from in Berlin, we have a a big conference here which takes place every year. It's called the Internet Reloaded, and it's um, the attendees normally come from companies with ten thousand, twenty thousand employees plus. And what I've learned there is that. A lot of companies are using Yammer, uh, even if they don't use SharePoint or whatever. But Yammer is a really largely and widely used tool to connecting the blue-collar workers or to chat up kind of uh, uh, mobile and and very agile social connection network. So this is uh, very interesting to see. And today, when everything's integrated in Microsoft 365, um, well, the companies come more and more to use other stuff from there. But Yammer has its own life, its own ecosystem, maybe because it's, uh, this ecosystem existed before Microsoft bought them. Uh, they had already a lot of users, but uh, it has a, 
Uh, it's really interesting. So for me, as you already mentioned, Microsoft uh, Ignite is um, uh, just, I think, three or four weeks ahead. And um, I recently saw this uh, blog post on the Yammer post from, from Microsoft, and they uh, published it under the hashtag Year of Yammer, and they announced several um, interesting uh, sessions on the Ignite uh, where they want to show what they have done with Yammer and how they um, build new features and, and, and more stuff. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what they what they are doing with them. Yeah, I, I think you're going to hear a lot from, so Michael Holsty is the uh, product marketing manager that owns uh, uh, Yammer. And so, you know, yeah. he's got a couple sessions. Um, so we were just talking about too, that we, we just had this, uh, and people probably saw it on social, we had Teams airlifts. So an airlift is kind of a, uh, you know, it's a multi-day on-site. So there were two events. I went to the one in Bellevue. So it's the city right next to Redmond, Microsoft's headquarters. And then we just had one this week in Amsterdam. I didn't mm -hmm. attend that, but Microsoft, you know, Caruana, Lori Pottermeyer and others, uh, you know, came over for that event. Uh, and it's just, it's, you know, in-depth on what's coming out to, for Microsoft to get feedback back from MVPs and partners. Uh, and so it just is a great opportunity mm -hmm. so we got kind of a preview of some of the announcements and i know that there were other mvp calls and so you and i are aware of some of the announcements that'll be made uh and i'll just say that for those that are watching this prior to ignite uh it's worth paying attention to there's a lot of really big announcements it, it the year of yammer hashtag i think is is earned uh, it's deserved yeah, for me, I think it's 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 really relevant that Microsoft has a good story how to use Yammer and to to make it more public and uh, integrate. For me, it's Yammer it, it's uh, Yammer itself. But on the other hand, for me, it's a part to get more into uh, connected with uh, everything that have done with streams. You know, but yep. because stream is so my um, favorite playground because I'm doing video and audio for for years. You know, I'm doing a podcast. Um, and this podcast is running for over 14 years right now. So it's, um, it's, it's, uh, um, really much practice about that one. And I'm doing video also for, for several years, um, always for more than two or three decades right now. Yeah. Um, my first video camera, you know, what is, have you seen, of course you have seen back to the future part one. Of course. And Mike, uh, and when um, um, Marty McFly goes back to 1955 and takes back this camera, mm -hmm. this was my first video camera. Very uh, nice. What, what, what yeah. was it? It was a GVC, uh, GVC uh, VHSC camera. And I, I don't have it anymore, but it was really uh, cool. Do you still have it? No. I, I was, you know, I, so I actually have back here back out of the the, cl the closet that's lost in the blue mess back here but i was just it's funny i came across this i said you know i need to start using this more uh you know hd but this is just this little um i can't even see it if i hold it right in front of me this canon yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a uh you know there's something to be said about um having this this small simple device versus like i carry around if i'm if i'm going to be more uh um you know, one location recording multiple sessions, I have my, uh, my Lumix uh, GH5, which I'm still learning how to use. Of course, I've got the, the Logitech, Logitech cameras, but on the road, I mean, I use my iPhone, my 10, 
um, and I for an alternate shot. You know, I'm thinking, you know, this is just so much better than carrying around that big, bulky GH5. Could if you I'm mention just trying to yeah. get field, co you know, yeah. Uh, content? Yeah, I'm, I'm using currently. I'm using different kind of cameras because uh, there is one camera. I have it here. This is the small one. This is the, the Mevo cam. Oh yeah, it, is that is that the newer Mevo? No, that's the old Mevo. I, I, actually, I was one of the first <laughs> users in Europe. I really ordered it when this was a Kickstarter project, and uh, they sent it me in August 2016. And I started to do some live uh, recon. This is a live video cam, 4K sensor, and you um, connect it with your iPhone app, and then you can do all this fancy stuff. It connects through wire uh, to, to 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 wireless LAN, and so it. In the beginning, it was a little bit creepy, but they did several firmware <laughs> updates. But currently, it's it's really cool. I just uh, just as uh, is there marketing material say you know less creepy now? Yeah, but <laughs> I have, but Nevo and I we have been. I think I have done uh, in the last three years over twenty five live streamings here from Berlin from various locations, meetups, startup meetups, from from the CBIT, from company meetings. And normally, um, we are friends, uh, so <laughs> I can yeah. really work with that. And um, with the firmware, it's running very smoothly. I've connected this to stream, so I really can use it as a front end for stream. Uh, I've connected it to LinkedIn Live. Um, it works pretty good. I think um, my concern with it, maybe you can answer this, as we're talking about hardware here, um, it was yeah. the concern was that it didn't have the ability to attach an external microphone. No problem. I have all my microphones because I have the um, there's an ad additional stuff. There's the boost, and in the boost you can put the USB connector, and then it has completely. I can completely connect it to my um, whole um, audio stuff, so it's no problem. Okay, and really broadcasting really good uh, uh, quality, so it's no problem. Um, that this is a camera really good for. It's bad in low light conditions, but for recording and for live streaming in a quite good setup like here, it, it's perfect. And the other one, what I'm really, really love today is this one here, the DJ Osmo uh, Pocket. And this is um, from, from DJI, I created the drone. This is a drone camera with a gimbal here and it has a little small um, uh, display here where you can do all this stuff. And you see, the gimbal is following maybe my face when I put uh, uh, face recognition here. It's a 4K camera, can record up to 60 frames per second, has uh, um, um, what's called side looper, it's um, our slow motion, pano mm -hmm. uh, and motion lapse and whatever. And it's a really, really good quality to record it. And for me, I'm recording interviews with that one. Um, and uh, to connect it with, uh, last but not least, with, with audio, um, I'm using this stuff right now. These are the small Rode Wireless Go. You have a, this is, this is the microphone, this is mm -hmm. the receiver. I connect it to the camera, and this is everything I need to go and do interviews with a really, really small amount of tra of stuff you're carrying around with you yeah that well that's you know, it's been perfect. it's, it's, it's been it's, a great lessons learned going and doing events and carrying gear so i think two years ago where we were I, so i was part of the first batch of the community reporters at ignite so they're getting ready yeah. to do this the third year 
Uh, and of course, you, know, you and I are both parts of the community reporters for the European SharePoint conference happening yeah. in December. Uh, and so we'll be, I'm sure, sharing our gear um, uh, through that channel as well. Um, but really kind of laying out all my, my gear, I brought all this stuff to Orlando and I had already stripped it down from my home studio setup. Yeah. And I left more than half of it in my room. I never took it out of my room. Um, and so I, I've really pared it down to kind of the simplest of pieces yeah. to now where I travel. I, like I, I need to look at some of those other devices, but I have of course my tripod with my iPhone yeah. and a battery pack and capture that with a light and a boom mic on that. Um, or I have my, all, when I travel, it's just with my Surface Pro and my uh, little Logitech um, USB mm. camera, and which has a microphone built in and 4K video capability as well, and do all of that. So I can have two, uh, you know, two, two shots of the same material. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and so it's, you know, upload one file and then work between the two, two things and take different cutaways and different shots. There's yeah, a lot you can do with that. Yeah, I did some recordings on the European uh, Collaboration Summit or the Club Summit in, in May in, in Wiesbaden. And there I had the Switcher Studio. It's a software built for the iOS platform. So mm -hmm. you can connect several iPhones and have on your iPad um, a kind of mixer studio where you can switch between all the different iPhones and you have the different angel angles. I have and OBS on my Surface Pro. Yeah, so. and, and Switcher Studio is uh, one of the official... Um, endpoints or producing endpoints for Microsoft Stream. When you start a stream on Microsoft Stream, you have you can switch between Wirecast and whatever. And there's also Switcher Studio. And when you have the subscription to the Switcher Studio, you can click on the button, uh, the dashboard of uh, Switcher starts, and you can really start to stream um, on um, from from the Switcher Studio uh, directly into Microsoft Stream, and that works pretty well. And you have all the uh, edited stuff where you can lower search, you can insert uh, graphics, PowerPoints, videos, and everything's done from from the iPad. It's it's um, a really cool platform, but this is something you you really have one person dedicated to manage everything. It's, it's right. nothing you can do by it yourself because it's distracting when you have an an interview and you are doing everything here. And yeah, 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 yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's not good. That's not working. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and so it's it's for me it's. Uh, it's also uh, when I travel, I have big bag with me uh, in earlier times with all the stuff and say, wow, I didn't need all this stuff. And now it's really compact and uh, with a small bag, I have everything with me and it's, it's, um, it's so comfortable and, and you know I can produce absolute perfect quality. The, the video quality with 4K is super and yeah. the, the low light cam capability of the Osmo is absolutely perfect. And well, on the hand with these with the, with the, with the wireless microphones, it's a perfect audio. I was just thinking of how, you know, so organizations that are looking to do more in video and, and capture, so kind of bringing it back to what we're talking about, the collaboration platforms. Like, obviously, we all know that, you know, video is the future. That's where we're going. It's uh, like Gartner and a couple other organizations have said, hey, by 2021, 2022, that like more than 85% of all uh, content within internets will be mm -hmm. video based content. 
Um, people prefer that. When I go and I'm looking to solve a problem, fix something, whether it's my car or a broken mm-hmm. household item, like I go first, I go to videos and see somebody has already done a walkthrough of exactly my product of my car or whatever it is and and instructs you on how to do that. What I need is that next step, which is the hologram where it does an overlay of looking at my car and the AI says and highlights, oh, there it is. There's that part, you know? Um, But the, um, for, for organizations that are like, well, do I have to go and put together a whole studio within my organization to be able to create these kinds of videos? Like, no, you using teams and recording, doing these kind of back and forth and capturing this with the Mm -hmm. auto transcription and translation capabilities that are out of the box, like right there. And now we have the, uh, as well as the, um, the, uh, uh, the, to the Facial transcription, but we actually have the, uh, you know, Face the recognition. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's that, that as well. So, um, but you have all that capability, but then to, to go and extend your studio capabilities by buying a small camera device mm-hmm. like that, so okay. that you can go and interview people that they don't have to be on teams for this video. You could go out into the field and capture um, conversations and it's not expensive. I'd say any organization that doesn't have um, every, every organization that's looking to build more of this kind of digital content, which is a core aspect of knowledge management, capture these practices, these processes, these insights from their team, this contextual data information that's otherwise lost because it's conversation based yeah. um, and, uh, is to go buy and, some of these cameras. Yeah. And uh, for me, when I'm doing uh, se- sessions or lectures or world cafes on conferences on this topic and I open my bag and say, here, look at that one, one, two, three, four, five different options. And uh, people are always very um, overwhelmed about how, what's possible and how easy it is. And it, it's not expensive. Even if if I take here, I have uh, two of this wireless set, this camera, and maybe, um, yeah, and this together are uh, one, two, three, three, uh, about 800 euros. Yeah. So this is no, definitely, it's not that expensive. Definitely not, yeah. And, and you got really good quality and can produce it. And when you add it, 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 it's great. And you already mentioned it when you upload this stuff on stream. Uh, you have this platform for for the internal company. It's like YouTube. You have your channels. You have your uh, group there. You have your recorded meetings from Teams if you lose it. And you have all these nice AI functions like the automatic transcription. And uh, unfortunately, it currently only works with uh, English and Spanish. But I hope uh, they announce that I now really want to start uh, with other languages. You have yep. the face recognition. And this is um, this is a, such a cool feature. When you when I demonstrated and said, okay, from the last ignite, I uploaded twenty of the sessions uh, in English on my stream and waited two hours that everything is transcribed, and then I can go there. What did they say about stream? And they show me all the videos yep. with all the minute seconds where I can click and uh, do all the research. And this is yep. wow! This is really great, and it discovers all the content. For me, as a podcaster, it's is one of the major uh, drawbacks where we have always a podcast that all your content in podcasts is not searchable uh, un, un, until you have this transcription. Transcription. Stuff. 
Right. And, and uh, then for years, it was an, you're, either you're sitting there and doing transcription of a video or audio, it's, it's difficult. And that's why you have, uh, I mean, back when I you know, started working when I was uh, uh, 19 um, for a law firm, uh, you know, and they had a small team of three or four people that sit there all day listening to just tapes and sit yeah. there and they have a little pedal control to pause as they type yeah. and they're just sitting there doing the transcription. Those trans transcription services, you know, can be fairly costly. Yeah. Now for AI to do that automatically, again, it goes back to the point where like, why am I creating all of this documentation, these PowerPoint decks where we can sit and have a conversation where I can have fewer slides, just the visuals that are necessary, but I describe it, talk through, answer questions right there in real time, and immediately have this transcription, have this record yeah. that's searchable. It, it, it's, it, so video as a knowledge asset comes to the forefront of knowledge management. Yeah, and, and here's here's an exclusive uh, productivity hack for, for Stream. Uh, currently, when you upload a video in English and Spanish, it's automatically transcribed. So you got the transcription. But when you upload a video in German, it's not transcribed. But what you can do is you can upload your video on YouTube, maybe set it on private, then wait a little bit. Uh, YouTube is doing automatically transcription. And then you look uh, in the settings and you will see, oh, we have one subtitles in, in German. And then there's a little button This has download. And you can download the whole transcription. Then you have to convert it to the VTT format. It's, there's an online converter. Uploaded it to your stream, uh, to the video. There's a, uh, in the setting, there is a point where you can say, upload the uh, caption file. And then you have a uh, German transcription there and you can search uh, it uh, in German or in any other language. This is, uh, it's a little bit, um, yeah. Bit of a hassle. Well, yeah. around, but it's, it's, it's yeah. really working. So if you have some uh, kind of necessary, there are other services, but this is the easiest way because uh, uh, even Azure is providing this kind of service, AWS, but you need a front end to do that. And uh, you can do it always through the API or through programming. That's not the problem. But for an end user like me, who has no idea how to program it, uh, you, you need a front end to just upload the audio file and get back the transcription. And this is what you can do with, with Google. It's, uh, well, the, the, you know, with all this stuff, I think it's always the question I have, and it's true about the, the gear and just capturing video as well, is, is I'm always thinking about, okay, what is the post-production of this? Yes, I can go and capture three different cameras with with different microphones and get all this high quality and have my lighting set up. But at some point, you've got to then bring all those files in together, align the audio and video, and do all the editing and the work around there. Um, you know, like I like my I mean my preference when I do these these interviews, for example, like I'll go on the road or I'll go to events. They sit and I'll hear from other MVPs like, "Hey, I'd love to do an MVP Buzz Chat." Uh, interview, can we do it when I see you in Orlando? And like, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't really record them out in the field because then you have to worry about audio quality and at a conference where there's so much background noise and movement away from that. Uh, and then to clean all that up and have to process the audio or if the lighting is not great. I mean, kind of all of those factors that make it more difficult where I prefer this yeah. because my post-production is almost instant. You know, I process the video and, and add the lower third, add you know different various text and and graphics, and then yeah, for, 
upload. For me, for me, I have set up a workflow to do these on, on location, these interviews. So recording is maybe with an iPhone um, um, or and, and the external microphones. I have these hand microphones from Sennheiser. These are professional reporter quality. And even in, in noisy environments, you can do um, a good production. And then that's why I switched to the Mac uh, because I'm editing everything in Final Cut Pro. And this is such a great... Uh, production environment and I'm you, you put in all the video stuff you have all your audio stuff said make it synchronize and then you get everything synchronized and have all the stuff underneath and then you can start editing it do all this tweaking with, with colors and whatever uh, it takes some times but when you have a good workflow um, it's, it's it's something you really can do uh, very easily and so I'm really like to do it uh, on location because it's uh, it's easy stuff, but on the other hand, I'm really looking forward because normally you're in the U.S., I'm here in Germany, so it's hard to um, do some kind of that one. And I think Zoom is um, working pretty well. Uh, yeah, I Zoom, like Zoom is good. Teams yeah. is good. Uh, yeah, we've got multiple methods of, of capturing this now, but I think those are, it seems like that's the predominantly within the Microsoft ecosystem. Like I'm recording on both Teams and Zoom. Yeah. And yeah. Zoom probably the uh, um, the stream folks are well aware that Zoom I would say is probably their number one competition in the video yeah. space right now. But yeah, and, and you know the, the, the thing you have really looked to is, is to have good audio quality. This is the number one priority. Have good audio, and then even number two light video. lighting. Yeah, and and but even if uh, if if the lighting is super cool, but your audio is bad, then nobody wants to watch the video. Correct. But if your yeah. audio is perfect and the lighting is not that perfect, uh, but you have great content, the people will stay with that one. And so this is uh, something you really have to care about uh, audio. And for me, it's really when I saw these Teams meetings that that are recorded as webinars or whatever, and you know there are so many guides outside there how to set up your workplace to do a recording for for um, a webinar or for a screen cam recording in Camtasia or whatever uh, why are people are doing that you know uh, they're sitting here let me see the things uh, <laughs> <laughs> they have bad lighting and whatever yeah did you see that hey how how is, uh, there, there are guidelines outside there how to do that uh, and please do it. Yeah, I'm just gonna you do the, the whole the rest of the webinar like this, you know, just yeah. for you, Michael. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's scary. <laughs> that's really scary. Uh, you can't. I'll hide. This is actually the looks like a blue screen here. It's my microphone hiding behind here. But okay, yeah. Uh, bye bye. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Things yeah, you not, see that things not to that, do. That, that, that yeah. is really cool, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward. And I really have. We were talking about the AI functions, um, so this is something that's really enhanced uh, the value of, of video in the company. Not only that the videos are there, but you can really search the content and find it. And I hope they will integrate some more stuff, like maybe automatic translation of the videos that you can uh, upload it in English, but you got a German translation that might be quite good or whatever. Uh, that would be great. And um, on that topic, have you ever seen these deep fakes that are running around? Uh, yeah. So this is actually, uh, you're in one right now. It's not me. So, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, this is something when you look at, at audio and video as a, um, a, a tool to communicate with others and see what's today it's possible 
how to manipulate audio and video. Uh, and, and this is, this is so scary. There is a, a YouTube channel. It's called Control Shift Phase. So CTRL Shift Phase. And um, they are doing um, deep fakes for, I think, eight months ago. They started with uh, the Terminator and switched Arnold Schwarzenegger with Sylvester Stallone. And when you look at it and you see, uh, this was very impressive how, how it looks. And lately they published a um, uh, um, session from, from Taxi Driver with Robert De Niro, you know? You're looking at me? Are you looking at me? Yep. And switch his face with Al Pacino. And when you put it side by side, this one, it, it, it's, it's, you can't compare, you can see how, what is the real one. And uh, so it, it's... Um, there's a number of videos that are out there. There's like a, from the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. And yeah. there's, I think it's Bill Hader. Uh, yeah, this was. With, who was on Saturday, you know, SNL. Yeah. And where he's doing this, impressions. And it's, this, it's, was, this was the first video from Control Shift Phase. And I was, you know, this was the first time I saw a deep fake video. And I saw, oh, Bill Hader. I said, wow, he's a good comedian. He really can change his face. It's so great. <laughs> and then I look at, oh, yeah. it's a deep fake. <laughs> yeah. to... so it's, well, you know, it's, it, it reminds me that whole topic. And I know it's, it's not the, exactly the same thing. But if you remember back in the, uh, the mid-2000s when uh, Microsoft bought that company that had the technology to do like an integrated uh, it was integrated marketing into video games and video and the way that they promoted this if you remember this promotion they actually did it was for what's the um what's the show that's based in florida um uh, about the uh, uh the serial murderer who works for the police um what's that show it's off the air now but it was a series very successful uh -huh. chuck chuck okay I don't know. And, and so they did, I believe it was an ad for that where uh, they did this whole video where it was like a uh, news footage. And so the whole, the whole setup was that what you could do is you could provide your friend's picture and their name and a bunch of text. And what it would do, or maybe it just did the text initially, but you would do this and they would send you an original link and then you'd send it to your friend and it looked like it's coming from like the <laughs> news affiliate there in yeah, a yeah, local yeah. channel in Florida. Yeah. And it would have like your friend's name and phone number scrawled in blood on the wall. Like, who is this person? You know, Michael Grath, uh, you know, yeah. and you know, what does he have to do with this grisly murder? And, and it was this whole thing where it freaked a bunch of people out who thought it was like, oh my, thought it was real. It looked real. Yeah. And it was this way that you could go in there and you could add your face on a character in a video game uh, or have as you're doing a racing game, as you're driving by in this virtual world, a billboard on your you know, Xbox, it's your company's advertisement as you go by. Um, yeah. Fascinating technology. And that's, it's kind of like, this is the next it's, it's phase really, of that. You know, it's really scary if you see. And when you look at these videos, um, these deepfake videos, it's it's uh, if you not really know what the original video is, you you really take it for 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 real for for for. Uh, well, I, I I think it's just a, it's it's time that we all get fitted for our prawn-like glowing outfits and start in the future we're always we know we're all going to be wearing matching jumpsuits anyway so we might as well just 
get it, you know, get, get over with it. Just do it. Just uh, let's move to jumpsuits, yeah. uh, have the glowing, you know, uh, aspects to it. The Tron like you know, future. And you know, the story is getting a little bit more weird right now. Have you ever heard about the vocal project from Adobe? It was a thing, I think, that published two years ago on an Adobe conference where you have a text editor and I get a sample of your voice for 30 seconds, put it in the vocal stuff, Ryan, and then I can type my text in an editor and um, the text will be spoken in your language. And it's very hard to uh, find out if it's really you talking or it's a machine talking. And then they just recently posted, uh, published in... Um, uh, an article on a science site from, from uh, I don't know, what was it? Stanford University. And they combined this audio and this video stuff. So you got a talking head, talking with a language, different language, and they can completely adjust all the mouse movement and the face movement. And when you see it, people are talking completely in a different voice and they take maybe Obama or whatever, and he's talking stuff he never talked about. It was in different voices. And it's... It, if, some, if somebody sent you a video like that and you don't know the person and you don't know his speech, it's it's absolutely well, scary what's well, happening. And well, you know, two things, though. I, yeah. I say that one, it would be very useful, though, if you're doing, we're talking about localization of video content, not just having the transcription, the translation of the transcription, but if you could actually go in and based on my voice, but uh, you know, the, a different language yeah. and have it so that I'm, so you've got my video, my training material in 20 different languages, yeah. and it looks like I'm speaking, you know, that, that language. And if I you can like get that so smart to where it's almost real time, and as you're broadcasting from a conference, yeah. you know, it looks like you're on stage speaking Japanese. Yeah, and what's what's, uh, but we, I think we need some kind of watermarkings that you can prove that this is real spoken by you and content. And I'm just reading the book from Tools and Weapons from Brad Smith, uh, where he talks about the the challenges of AI. It's very interesting to see that even um, there are people from Microsoft who are thinking about uh, oh, a cool technology, but uh, think we have to do some kind of well, regulations. Yeah, that we are not uh, going the the bad way. So it's that's why we've done it. We did a tweet jam in the past. We probably need to do it again. But talking about you know ethics and AI, and and yeah. it's a big topic that needed to be explored. One last thing before we go, though, I was very excited by the news that we talked about uh, the changing of the the voice is changing Siri's voice to Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> so that is coming out before the end of the year. You have to pay yeah. for it. But yeah. I tell you, I think that there initially it's like 99 cents uh, per month for okay. that service. Well worth it for me yeah. to have. And it's not just that you know it's the, the traditional Siri voice sounding like him. Apparently, it's going to have a bunch of his kind of mannerisms and other things in there. You ask a dumb question. Uh, you know, and he'll he'll you know mock you or something. I don't know, but yeah, we have we have to look if if some German actor or common voice here in German will do this uh, the same stuff. Yeah, great. interesting well, times. It, it's a yeah, a lot going on. So, Michael, people want to get in touch with you, follow you. What what are the best ways they can find out more about you or get in touch with you? I'll go to the SharePointPodcast.de, my podcast site, and uh, they find my contact infos. And um, yeah, over the years, uh, I'm still very well connected. I'm on LinkedIn, on Twitter, and on Twitter, my SharePoint is my Twitter handle. You can find me there and on LinkedIn, so on all this stuff. 
Well, I have to tell you that, uh, so I was talking with, uh, with Fitz. So uh, Mike, Mike Fitzmaurice, who's with WebCon now, he was with Nintex. A lot of people know him. It's, you know, Mr. Workflow. Uh, yeah. And he, he, we were having a conversation. He said, well, Christian, I was always, you know, thought of you as kind of the Michael Greth of the U.S., <laughs> And he's like, I hope that's okay. I'm like, that's a great title. I, I, I that's fine. That's very nice for me, Mia. I yeah. still, let me, just one second. I, st I still have a gadget what I'm really caring about from Mike Fitzmorris. This is this wonderful towel here, the t-shirt. And it says, let oh, me yeah. see, SharePoint Server 2003. Uh, oh. It was a promotional stuff from SharePoint Server 2003. And nice. I got it when I was on the MVP summit in 2004, or whatever. And Mike Fitz gave it to me. It's, it's uh, still, still there, still packaged, still unopened. That's yeah, right. no, not opened. Yeah, if you <laughs> ever opened it, it'd probably just disintegrate out there. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of. Yeah. Well, Michael, hey, thanks a lot for your time, and we'll uh, yeah. we'll we'll see Thank you, you in uh, in a few weeks. Yes, of course. Thank you, and um, yeah, have a good weekend. Wow. Yeah.